Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. We're continuing our theme over the past few days on working with construction contractors. On today's show, we're talking about some of the math errors that some contractors make. These are simple errors to make, but ones that can cost you a lot of money. There's many places where a contractor can hide expenses, and it's difficult for you to figure out where they are. When you're dealing with high-quality contractors, they'll be pretty transparent on how their bid was put together. They'll clearly show you what it costs for each division of the work. There'll be a line item for framing, for foundations, for site work, electrical, plumbing, mechanical, and so on. There's going to be somewhere between 15 to 30 separate line items. And then they're going to show you a line item for their fee and a line item for what's called general conditions. General conditions are the items that are needed on the job site that don't pertain to any particular subcontractor. These are things like the perimeter security fence, rental of portable toilets, rental of cranes, the waste material disposal, and maybe a portable site office. The general conditions are required to mobilize the construction team. Now, when there's a problem in a quote, it's usually because there's an error in one of the underlying calculations. And I take the time to check and double-check the math to make sure it's correct. For example, I'll divide the cost of the flooring by the floor area and make sure that the correct rate is in use. Sometimes there's an error. In fact, often there is. Sometimes the error is in the materials, and sometimes it's in the labor. Let's start with the material allowance. Let's say you've got a room that is 10 feet by 10 feet. We hopefully agree that that room is 100 square feet. Most people would also agree that you need to purchase more than 100 square feet of material to cover the floor because the cuts won't match the room exactly and you'll have leftover pieces that are too small to use. The usual material allowance is about 10% above the floor area or the wall area, depending on if you're doing floors or walls or what have you. But if you've got irregular geometry, the waste material can be even higher. So let's say your tile contractor purchases 110 square feet of tile. I've often seen the tile contractor charge for 110 square feet of tile installation. Now that's mathematically incorrect. There's only 100 square feet of floor area. They should charge you for 110 square feet of tile material and for 100 square feet of tile installation. Now sometimes the tile comes in boxes of 15 square feet per box. And then you're going to purchase 120 square feet of tile because 105 square feet isn't going to be enough. Now is the contractor going to charge you for 120 square feet of insulation. Again, sometimes they do. And you want to make sure that they've done their math correctly. Then there's the contractor who charges you for their insurance as a separate line item in the project. Now, if it's a large project, it's absolutely fair for the project to bear the burden of the builder's risk insurance. It's there to protect the project. But if you're paying for the builder's workman's comp insurance or their builder's general liability, then you're also paying for it in the general conditions. That's not correct. That's called double dipping. So whether the contractor is calculating the labor based on the materials or instead of the actual floor area or if they're double dipping on something else, it's a little bit like the waiter in a restaurant charges you a service charge and then gets another 15% tip. It's literally double dipping. And I can tell you that the addition of 10 or 15% in cost on a project can make the difference between a viable project and one that's not. I've had contractors make mistakes in the bill of materials. I had one contractor put four miles of electrical cable into a project. When all I had was a price at the bottom of the quote, I had no way of knowing if the quote was correct. The contractor 
wasn't willing to give me a detailed price breakdown of each line item. He was worried I was going to take the quote and shop it to someone else who might be cheaper. But I was able to reach agreement with the contractor to simply provide a list of materials and their quantities without the detailed prices for each line item. And it was only then I was able to spot the error. The list of materials called for four miles of cable when in fact the project only needed about one mile of that specific cable type. I was able to save $45,000 just in one afternoon by making sure that the material estimate was correct. When you're working with contractors, you want to dig deep and make sure that you understand the details of your quote, because more often than not, there's mistakes in the quote, and they're not usually in your favor. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.